welcome to Road to Billions podcast, the mentality of an entrepreneur, with your host, Moise Bertrand. Hey, what's up, everybody? It is Moise Bertrand, your host of Road to Billions podcast, and today we have Mr. Chris Daniels again, once again, the guru of real estate, but today we're going to change it up a little bit, and we're going to talk about mental health today. So I appreciate you being on the show today, Mr. Daniels, actually coming another day, he knows, of course, giving you knowledge. So um, we're going to start off with the question, how do you even balance work, life, and fun? Right, man. So, you know, you always got to remember your why, right? So why are you working? Why are you having fun? Why are you doing what you do, right? So what you want to do is you want to make it so your life essentially feeds into each other. So I'm working so I can be able to have fun, but then I I, I can't make my work prevent me from having fun, right. you know? So it's all about aligning your life. I mean, that's one thing um, in, in one of my books um, that, I, that I wrote about was basically aligning your life where the work that you do essentially leads you to the lifestyle that you want to live, right? And a lot of times people are actually competing with each other, right? So a lot of times people are working so much that they cannot enjoy their life. And it's like, well, what are you working for if you can't enjoy life? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I, I know what you, exactly what you mean. So... When you say that, like, when you, actually, you say you wrote a book. So what's the name of the book, actually, matter of fact, so you can let everybody know? Yeah, so the book is called Lifestyle Real Estate. Um, and basically, it just, you know, so for me, real estate is the instrument that I use to live the lifestyle that I want to live. Right. Right? So it allows me to have the income and the time freedom that I need to be able to live the lifestyle that I want to live. Okay. Right? So, you know... Uh, I just kind of think about it like a lot of people like so a lot of my friends or just, just other people in general they'll get like a good job right and and it'll be great like they get this big promotion but then I never see them again oh yeah that's devastating you know like they can't go to the football games no more they can't go hang out at top flight they can't go on vacation literally all they can do is work so it's just like really why did you do that because how was that improving your lifestyle yeah I had a conversation with somebody like that I was just like would you are you really happy? Are you really fulfilling what you want to do in life? Because if you're working nine to five, five days out the week, and then on the weekend you still have you have a family and you got to take care of everything else, are you generally like having fun or even right? And 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 then the reality it is reality of this is this, and I think this is something that I I really want our audience to hear is that there's really no such thing as nine to five, right? You're literally working from probably six a.m. to eight or nine p.m. Right. right, that's the reality of, of of an executive level job. We're not, you know, like maybe like an entry level worker, you can clock out. If you're a manager, a vice president, someone who's high up, you're on call all night long. Like people will probably stop calling you about nine o'clock or so, and they'll start calling you maybe like six or so in the morning. But all the stress and the extra pressure, it never leaves you, right? So you're never really off work, right? So if anyone's ever been a a, a, a VP a manager, any high-level position on any company or organization, there's no such thing as being off work. Yeah. Like, literally. There's really never... Even when you're on vacation, people call you. Like, there's no such thing as being <laughs> off work. Ever. I remember I was in Jamaica, and we was working on the first real estate deal, and I'm like, man, I have to turn my phone off because right. it gets overbearing. Like, it makes you feel like, when am I really going to have time for myself? And I feel like a lot of people, I feel like what's the problem is a lot of people put pressure on them to be to be successful before it's even like destined, like you're pushing for something that, you know, you have to take time. So what do you say to people who are young, who are looking to even, you know, who are looking to grow, but what do you say about balancing that lifestyle? So the thing I, the thing I always tell people to do is redefine success, right? So success for a long time has been getting a fancy job title, a big salary, or even being rich, right? Um, so, you know, I, I don't want this conversation to be framed 
within like the nine to five versus entrepreneur because there's a lot of entrepreneurs who live a lower quality of life than people who work nine to five. Right. Right. So it's not necessarily either way. It's ba- it's basically about do you have time and space freedom, right? Those are the two things that I think really lead to you having a high quality of life. So, for example, tomorrow, if my mom calls me or if my dog calls me like, hey, bro, let's go to the beach for the day, could I do that, right? There's a Most people in this country, the answer is no. Yeah, that's a flex. Could you do that? That's a real question. That's a question. Just wake up. Like, if someone hits you tomorrow like, hey, bro, let's go to the beach, could you do it, right? And if, and, and if you were saying no, that doesn't necessarily mean that, I mean, maybe tomorrow something important, da, 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 but yeah. I'm saying... If you're like, that answer is always going to be no, or I'm going to have to go ask somebody first, or da-da-da-da-da, it just shows you where you are in life. So it's not to down anyone or make anyone feel bad about themselves. It's just what you want to think about, right? So, you know, I'm just thinking, like, I got a friend. I got a call from a friend. He's like, hey, man, I'm thinking about going to Columbia. And I'm like, I want to go, too. <laughs> you know, But I can go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you could so, go you know, I might have to work some things around, da-da-da, but I literally can go. Yeah. Um, but there was a lot of times, there were a lot of points in my life where I could not go because, you know, I had to work, I had to do this, I had to do that. So, you know, regardless of whether or not I have more money now or have more money then, the freedom that I have is allowing me to live a better quality of life. So do you feel like society puts pressure on people to have that look, but essentially society don't really ask you, are you okay? Right, they don't. No one cares about your mental health, right? So no one cares about if you're actually happy with, with your life. Right. So they assume because you're successful that you're happy, right? Or quote-unquote successful, right? <laughs> so you say, okay, this person has a great job. You know, he's a manager. Everyone looks up to him, da-da-da. But they don't understand that that person is stressed. That person's sad. Sad. They, they, they would probably rather, if you went, if you were, and this is something that I've been, I've, 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 I was really blessed to have the opportunity to be exposed to. I had a chance to be coworkers with three former university presidents. Right. Right. Oh, so, yeah. so I've sat down with people who were, who was the man. Yeah. Like the top dog at a university. Right. And, and they were just like, man, you know, it just feels so good to not have to be, you know, on every day. Right. To just be able to relax, to be able to step down, da, 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 you know, and, and just being around that made me understand what really comes with being in those leadership positions and, and makes you decide whether or not that's really for you or not. Yeah. There's a quote. I, I don't want to like misinterpret the quote, but it says, well, great responsibility, well, great power comes with great responsibility. So exactly. I feel like that goes hand in hand, but I also feel like that could also be changed because you could also be happy and free, but you just have a lot of responsibility still to take care of at the end of the day. Sure. I mean, this is about balancing your life properly. Like, so yeah, so I'll use myself as an example. I have a lot of responsibilities, right? So just, I'm just, you me use an example right now, you know, there's potentially a hurricane. Right, coming up. All right. I own a lot of property. That could be a huge responsibility for me, right? What if a, a, a tree falls on one of my houses, my tenants are there, you know, it could be a big responsibility, right? But you have to have systems in place that if that does happen, that I can handle it without me having to do everything myself, right? So I know who to call, I know who I can count on, I know what to do in those type of situations because I've created a system where it's not gonna be all on me if something happens. So systems relieve that pressure pretty much. Absolutely. Systems and people you can count on. Stop trying to be the the everything, everything, right? So there's a saying that, you know, uh, if you want something done right, you got to do it yourself. That is toxic. That is, because I'll, I'll be like, man, you know, forget <laughs> it. I don't need you. I'll do it myself. And then you, you, you burnt out. Right. Because it, it, it's only going to take you so far, right? It's going to take you to mediocre burnout, 
right? So, yeah, you're going to do a lot of things great, but you're going to end up burning yourself out and you're going to limit your growth because it's only about you. That makes perfect sense. So, say, for example, for someone who is listening, who is working a nine-to-five job, who has that, because I have a lot of friends, I feel like, who are actually doing good in life, but I kind of check in on them on their mental health. Like, I don't right. ask them, hey, bro, are you okay? I, I generally ask them, are you okay? And I kind of look them in the eyes and they, right. you know, it could get sentimental or however they want to get it. But what do you say to people who are already living that life who feel like they already trapped in that nine to five? Cause you know, it's a salary job. So right. should they have something in place for next year that they're going to be hitting? They could still live at that work at that job, sure. but how would you go about it? If they're having, if they're having difficulties balancing that work and life, like what's next for them? So, I tell people like this, and I think I think there's, there's a lot of people who who write books, and I'll, I'll probably write another book on this. Um, is just explaining how to slowly replace your work income with passive income, right? Right. So then you get to the point where if any day you decide you don't want to work, you're gonna have that same income, right? So you may not have like like so. so let's just say for example, if I was working, out, let's say I was making five grand a month, and I had you know five grand of passive income, right? If I quit my job, I would go from making ten grand to five grand, but I still could, could survive on that five grand. That's sixty thousand, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so, so just look at it like that, right? So, what most people, what most people do, or what what I always suggest people to do is try to chip off a piece of your salary every year in passive income. So by so by the time you're about three, four, five years in, you're essentially making the same amount of money passively or outside of work that you are at work. So then if anything happens at your job or you just don't want to work anymore, you get tired or whatever, um, you, don't, you, you can just step away for a while, right? So this is, what, this is what a lot of people do. So a lot of people take what we call work sabbaticals, mm-hmm. right? Where they just take like a year off of work or two years off of work. They might they go back, you know, um, but they can, right? So they don't have to just grind themselves out for 30 years straight, right? Yeah. You can work five years, take one or two years off. So people do that? Back, oh, people do that all the time. I never knew that. I, I just thought people got laid off, or no. I mean, people, some people just they like look. I mean, it's not common for men, um, but it's common for like women. Maybe when they have kids or oh, yeah, stuff like yeah, that, okay. you know, career transitions. But you know, a lot of people do that. So, and I think that's something that's going to become a lot more common with this next generation, right? Where people just aren't they're going to get burnt out faster, right? But you're not going to get burnt out permanently because what you'll find is that you know a lot of people get really excited, like oh, I'm going to retire. You know, when I'm 25, but then it's like, well, what are you going to do the rest of your life? Yeah, right? what are you going to do? You know, you need something to do. So, you know, you may not have to, and, 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 and what, what, the, what the beauty is, is going from the point of where you have to work to just wanting to work. Yeah. Right? So now you're doing jobs that you want to do. So, you know, if you're a teacher or something like that, people love teaching. They love kids. So you can just go and teach because you want to, not necessarily because you have to, right. because you need the money so bad. Or then, let's say you're in a situation where you don't like your principal you don't like your manager. You don't like whoever's over you. You can say, uh, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and step away. I definitely understand that because I was working a job I hated. Right. But I was making good money. I was a CNA. I was making a good amount of money, but I wasn't fulfilled. I felt like I missed my whole junior year of college right. working this job. Right. And I seen all my line brothers have fun and seeing right. everybody partying like the SpongeBob, you know, the meme yeah. when he's outside right. looking, looking at everybody. The <laughs> but what, after that day, I kind of quit that job and I told myself I'd rather make less you know, doing yeah. something I love because later on that's going to increase in resources. So when you have somebody who's, say, for example, they don't know what they want to do with their life, right? Right. Either be an entrepreneur or be a worker. What do you tell them the first step in actually fulfill? Because in order for you to actually feel fulfilled, you have to know what you out what you want out in life. So what's the first step in, in somebody identify if they want to be an entrepreneur or actually a worker? 
what's their passion, right? So if, if you have a passion that is something that, you know, you can make money out of, then you should be an entrepreneur, right? So some people, they don't really necessarily have a passion that they can monetize, you right. know, or not easily monetizable. Let me say that. Ours is minimal mon monetary reward for it. So those people may need to work. Um, so let's say you don't really have anything that you're really good at or you don't have much talent yet or anything that you're really passionate about, then I would say go to work, right? So just get a job, you know, work in some sort of environment that's, that's a positive, uh, you know, uh, in, enforcing, reinforcing environment. And then after that, you know, you could try to find a way to, to, to do some entrepreneurship. But entrepreneurship really isn't for everybody. Sometimes people just like regular incomes. There's, there's a lot of stress with entrepreneurship. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think, I think we could have a whole other episode about, the mental breakdowns that entrepreneurs have. Like, you know, the IG makes it seem like entrepreneurship is the easiest thing in the world. And Start an LLC and you're rich. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that's the start of many right. of many problems coming. But I genuinely feel like um, what you just said was a valid point, how you said the environment. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people are in toxic environments. So can you talk about yeah. more about that? Just yeah. toxic, like just the toxic environments. It's just very toxic. A lot of workplaces are toxic. Um, and especially, you know, uh, when you get into working with like different generations, different generations um, see work differently, right? So like younger people don't take the jobs as seriously, generally speaking, as like older people and some people who've been there for like a long time. And some of them been there for a long time, like they will tell on you. When you come to work late. <laughs> they do like tell. you know what I'm saying. Oh, this person didn't do this. They didn't do that because they grew up in an era where basically you know kissing up and you know ratting out other people was your way to success. Getting to the top, yeah. Right, and then for a lot of them, you know their their retirement is based on how long they've worked with the company. You know they have like basically time based retirement systems, mm -hmm. whereas most younger people have a market based retirement system, meaning like a 401k. Yeah. Right. So for me. It doesn't matter how long I've worked there. If the stock market is high, I'm making money on my retirement. Whereas some of the older people, they don't have any investments in the stock market at all. They only have a pension, which is basically based on a percentage of how much they made and how much they've been working there. So for them, they want to stay, they want to stay in their jobs as long as possible because that's how they that's how they buffer their retirement. Okay. So I have another question for you because you're not like this. I just like asking questions. So yeah. with this, um, if you have someone who I know, I know, and I went through this at one point. At one point, I couldn't talk to nobody about what was going on. So, how do you let somebody know if they're going through something? It's okay to talk to people, but who to talk to? Because I feel like a lot of people you have to use discernment when you talk to people. Because you know, people nowadays they go yeah. run and tell off. So, how do you go about talking to people and letting them know how to get great advice? Yeah, I mean, it's a tough thing, right? So, you want to have, you need to have a couple mentors within your job. So couple older people, senior people, your immediate supervisors, people in your circle who you can trust. You can't really ever trust like executive level management just because, you know, it's too political, right? So, yeah. you know, you really only can trust people who are like in your kind of immediate circle or people who you know personally, right? So you could trust someone in like executive level leadership if you know them personally outside of work. But if you don't, you never should really confide in someone in that level just because, there's just too much politics when you get to that level of, of, of leadership um, or people who don't work in the company, right? But have similar positions. Like, for example, if you're a professor, um, asking a professor at another school, what does he or she think about that situation? Right. Or an administrator at another school, but not someone right in your direct circle. So when people usually ask for advice, do you think they're looking for the answer they don't want to give themselves? I mean, sometimes. I mean, sometimes people want you, they, they, they want you to tell them what they want to hear. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And then sometimes people just want the real, right? I mean, they they know who to ask, they know who to go to for what they want to hear, right? That makes sense. So it's like you know, like like, like it's like if your girlfriend asks you, like, "Hey, do I look good today?" She knows you're gonna say yes. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, course, you, look gorgeous. you look gorgeous. You look so beautiful. The best you ever looked, right? Of course. But if, if like she wants like a real critique, she might go ask like you know one of her homegirls or yeah. like someone more like you know fashion forward. But she unbiased. Asked, she asked me, I'm gonna say yes. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care what happens. I don't care if her hair blowing off. She looks beautiful falling. no matter She's what. She's beautiful. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I feel like a lot of people really need to hear stuff like that because I feel like people really don't know how to differentiate friends and fake friends. Like, I feel like yeah. that plays a big part in your life. Right. Like, you having to talk to somebody, hey, Mr. Daniels, I don't know if I should take this job. And you might ask me, well, is, does this job have everything you want it to have? Like, how do you feel about that? So, when you're going into, um, I know you, you said you went into real estate. So, when you went into real estate, what mindset did you already have when you went into, like, when you was working for somebody? Did you already have that exit plan of real estate being the exit? Like, you know you wasn't going to stay at this job. Yeah, I mean, so, so I had a, a, a very specific plan. My plan was to buy one one house a year for 10 years, and then I would have over a million dollars worth of property. Right. Like, that, that, that was my plan. I said I wanted to own 10 houses, and after 10 years, I could, I could retire if I wanted to retire. And then, and then I just did in my, uh, I did the math in my head. I basically was like, if I had ten houses that I rented out for seven, eight hundred bucks a month, you know, back then, that would be about seven, eight grand a month. So I was like, that's plenty of money to live. That is right. So, so that was my plan. I was like, I'm just gonna buy one house a year for ten years, and I'm gonna stop working. That's definitely it. But you know, I I wanted to cut this segment out short and stuff like this episode. We kind of went like, a, but a couple bit minutes over, like three minutes over, but. We're going to give you guys some more episodes tuned in very soon. Today was just one of them days we just want to give you guys it's the spur of the moment, you know, mental health and balancing work and life. So I appreciate you, Mr. Daniels, for coming out and giving us advice because a lot of people need to hear this stuff. For sure, man. Just take care of yourself. There's no, you know, there's nothing more important than your mental health. Take care of yourself and make sure you're really pursuing your happiness in life. Definitely. I appreciate you guys. And check us next time on Roll the Billions episode.